What's up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drunks After Work. What is that, Russian? <laughs> I, was, I, I was trying to go for French, and Russian is what I think that is just like what I wanted to happen. In America, right. it's just good old drinks after work. What was it? Your like, mouth is writing a check that your ass can't catch. Cash. <laughs> what is that saying? <laughs> it's Shannon. Know. It's Shannon and Gail. Welcome back to another episode, baddies. It is episode 87. 87. Which means we have 13 more. 13 more. <laughs> until 100. <laughs> You're a brat. I'm like a wet bull rat right now. It's been raining in Boston all day. And I just feel like we've talked about this. I am in a good mood when it's raining. I know we should move to Seattle. I like when it's raining. I like going outside and when you can't even like wear makeup because it's like smearing off your face and your work laptop is getting wet. I actually don't like that part, but like I love being inside and you're like happy because you're working all day and you're miserable, but you have the like joy of knowing that no one else is enjoying their day either. Everyone else <laughs> has to be inside and no one else can have any fun. And that like makes you weirdly like satisfied, feel this like innate joy okay if we move to seattle though yeah. what would we call the, the boston bodies oh. the seattle sexies the seattle like sleuths seattle seattle that we can't move to seattle the seattle sea urchins <laughs> oh, yeah like Woo, go seattle sea urchins no the boston baddies have a better ring to it um if you guys want to become a boston baddie feel free to join our private facebook group it's only for boston baddies so you must be a girl in the you boston must be area bad. you must be bad you must be bad you must be bad af um but there's over seven thousand girls that are looking to make new friends looking for fun things to do so if you want to become one do it. No one's stopping you. The link's in our IG bio. At Everyone's after doing work it. Underscore. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Yeah. Your mom definitely don't. Your mom is probably doing it. <laughs> and the fact that you're not is like mad weird. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine we just had a bunch of MILFs in our group. That's the new group. The Scra MILFs of Boston? Yes. Yeah, scratch the group we have. Let's start a new Make one. Make a new one. Moms only. Does that mean we have to become moms? I'm, I don't think I'm ready to be. I'm not ready. Okay. So speaking of moms, okay, there is this girl <clears throat> that I went to high school with and she recently had a child. Cute. Like whatever. Like, do you? I'm not ready for <laughs> that. You? But like she's married, like has a baby. Cute. She puts like the baby's birth post or whatever. The announcement. The birth <laughs> announcement. Like <laughs> it's here. The baby's Eight pounds. <laughs> the baby's birth post. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like a little child illiterate. Um and is like, yay, like, welcome to the, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the world, baby. Like, you're so amazing. Like, like the baby doesn't have a name yet, but like, we love them. It. Okay. Or no, we love her. I think it was a girl. Oh. Nothing against her. Right. Like, that's fine. But I was just wondering, like, do babies, like, I thought that people named babies while, like, before they were born. Okay. So I didn't know that there was. I was re I was watching the most recent episode of the Kardashians and Kylie said that like the reason why she named her baby boy Wolf is because Chloe suggested it and the nurses were like you have X amount of time like there's a deadline like mm. if you don't tell them what you want to name it by a certain point like 
they don't have anything on like their birth certificate or social security number it becomes like a whole process of like not having it and like needing to add it. So she, she just picked Wolf, but I had no idea that that was a thing. Wait, but like you would think that Kylie would be well prepared for that. You would think they'd make an exception for Kylie. Like she's Kylie freaking Jenner. I have like a weird thing with that. Okay. So, it, and I've never had a child personally. So this might be one of those things where like, you don't know till you know, but <clears throat> For nine months, you can sit there thinking about this name. So how do people not know by the time the child's born what they want to name the child? Or is it more of like a, you look into the baby's eyes and they just don't look like a Susan. <laughs> or a Karen. Or a Karen. Or a Jessica. Or a Jessica. <laughs> Fucking Jessica. Um, we actually had a really nice Jessica reach out to us recently. Oh, the review that I shot yeah, it out? Yeah, like, like cute fan of the pod. And we were like, ah, like, and here we are hating on Jessica. <laughs> no, we, we actually love Jessica. That's we love we Boston talk. Jess 19 yes. Jessica. Yes. But every other Jessica can get fact. Just okay. kidding. Just kidding. Um, we love all of you. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that, you know, some people have a list in their phone, picked out names already, and then there's other people who are kind of just winging it through life. And um, there's no way that like even the most winger of life isn't like thinking at some point, what would I name this like baby that I'm nurturing in my womb for nine months? I just think that's weird. Like you don't yeah. have an idea of what you want to name the baby. I feel like also by the time you give birth, you're probably so like delirious that like maybe people change their minds. True. Yeah. I don't know. Or they like, like, like to your point, they see this baby. You're like, mm, no, you're not a, you're not a Jessica. You're a Sophia. How do you, how long do you let the baby go without a name? Because I, I know, know myself. If something gets pushed off a little, like, I need to just <laughs> do things. Are like, you avoidant? Yes. Like if I don't do it in the moment. So like, I'm like, um, if I'm at work, right. And my boss was like, Hey, like, within the next week we like we should probably consider doing this i'd rather just do it like that right second then there, yeah. because then i'm like not gonna want to do it you know what i mean i'd rather just like get it over with rip the band-aid off so if i say like oh the baby was born cute let's give it like a few days like before you know it a month's gonna go by and i'm gonna have this child without a name it's gonna be like voldemort we're just it's gonna, gonna be... whistle at it like <laughs> come here hey you <laughs> and then it's like and then it, and then it's child abuse because the baby doesn't have a <laughs> child name. abuse yes uh, Anyways, I don't remember what we were talking about. Um, it was your nothing. birthday yesterday. It was. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Are you filled with joy? Um, You know, it's just another day. Just another year closer to death. Yep. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's, scale. that's the thing about you. You always take a little. <laughs> so optimistic. Positive spin. I know. Talking to you, I always leave the conversation with a smile. Feeling better. Yes, I know. I know. I know. I have that effect on people. No. Um. Okay. I will say. Not to throw shade, but I would say a lot more people didn't wish me a happy birthday than I thought would. What? Versus like acquaintances and like people I don't really talk to and like strangers. Like they're not strangers, they're baddies. But like, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? So like less of your friends wish you a happy birthday and then like strangers. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't Isn't make that any wild? sense. I know. I so know. You, there's people you're friends with that didn't wish you happy birthday. Yeah. <gasps> hopefully they're not listening to this. I mean, hopefully they are. Yeah, hopefully they are. Fuck them. Wow. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Do you feel like there was like a decrease this year from what you've noticed in the past? I would say it's the same. It was just the people varied. Okay. It was different, more like. Different audience. Yeah. Did you do anything last week? Last week. Last night for your birthday? So funny story. So. I love other people's birthdays, but when it comes to, it's actually not a funny story. I don't know why I say, said I that, know. but 
I love other people's birthdays, but when it comes to my own, I feel like uncomfortable when people do nice things for me. Yeah. Even though I demanded um, that Mr. Man got me balloons and flowers. Like that's like my only thing. I was like, you don't even have to get me a gift. As long as you get me those two things, we're good. You, you pass. Right. Um, pass the test. You pass the test. Yeah. Um, so when like people do nice things or like buy me presents, I feel uncomfortable. Right. Even though I like low key like it, but like I also feel guilty. So he was like, um, so basically like he got me like some little things. He got me the thing, but like my, my main present was the trip to New York that we're going on. Yes. And oh, cute. Yeah. I was like, cause he asked me what I wanted. I was like, I don't know. And I was like, why don't you just pay for New York? And he was like, okay, done, done deal, whatever. I was like, cool. But so it came to last night after it was raining and I was like, I really don't want to go out. So long story short, we ended up going to Pazan Porter, which was less than a 10 minute walk away from our, our apartment. I didn't want to go. We were, we left at 5.30 PM. We were home by seven and I was like, perfect, perfect, perfect. That's honestly perfect. The, the American dream. I w- We got home. We both showered. We were on the couch by 8 PM and finishing Jeffrey Dahmer. With sensory issues to boot. Yeah. <laughs> that's all That's all I wanted. I just w- wanted- Watching Jeffrey Dahmer on your birthday. Yeah, that's all. I just wanted to finish the freaking show, Romantic. which is what we did. Was it good? Oh my God, it was amazing. People keep telling me I'm gonna have nightmares, but I, I like serial killer shit. So I'm like- You do? Yeah. Oh, then if you like it, it'll be, it'll be right up your alley. It is extremely disturbing. Disturbing, yeah. But it was well, the show is well made. And well I made. think that, you know- there was like a whole episode dedicated to just one of his victims, which I thought was really nice of them to do. So I think that it like honored, it told the story in a respectful way. Okay. Which, which is important. Um, But that's all I wanted. And I guess um, on Tuesdays it's $10 pasta at Paza. Ooh. Which we didn't know. So I was like, wow, you're just like lucking out. You got the cheapest like dinner out of me that you could. You know? Yeah. Like 10. It's normally like more than that, but their pasta is homemade. It's really good. You guys have to go. They also have like a fake speakeasy. Mm. What is it called? Next door? I think so. I haven't been. I've been been. there, but I don't really remember. I haven't been. I need to go, but 10 out of 10 recommend their food. They also had a very spicy marg that I recommend. It was called Netflix and Chili. Was it spicy enough for you? Yes. Even. Yeah. (laughs) We were out to dinner literally last weekend on friday mm-hmm. and um abby abby and mystery man were coming you were late yeah mystery man was there like beforehand yeah and you sit down and michael looks at me and he goes i bet you a hundred dollars abby orders a spicy marg tries it and then complains about how it's not spicy <laughs> and mm. literally you sat down and ordered a spicy marg and we were so excited and then they were like we don't have those here but well, no, they like had it on the menu, but they ran out of whatever like liqueur it was to make it oh. spicy. And I was like, hmm, interesting story. Interesting. I just didn't want to feel my wrath. You do have a wrath. <laughs> I know. Well, that's I judge a place by how spicy their spicy market is. And their bread. And their bread. And their bread. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. But you had a nice birthday, but like low key. I know how you get with your birthday. Yeah. No, it was it was good. It was I got what I wanted. So there we go. And we're going to celebrate again this weekend. So, yes, we're going to Fasha Bruta. I have no idea, but it means ugly face. We've talked about it before in the podcast. It's on Newbury Street. It's like, it's new. They just opened it this summer. Um, 
Gail went there and said that she texted me saying, oh my gosh, I love it here, <laughs> which I've never heard from her before. I've actually never been. So I'm really excited. We're going to celebrate her birthday. Mm-hmm. Funny story though. Um, <laughs> Mystery man was going to book this restaurant and oh. you almost like threw hands with him, right? No. Yeah. So I told, whenever I texted you that I liked this restaurant, I told him, I was like, I want to come here for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And so whatever, like you should take that and do with it what you will, AKA make it happen. And so I guess like three weeks before my birthday, I was like, so like, when are we going? Like, and he didn't book anything. And so he started, he pulled out his phone and he was looking and he was like, booked and i was like you bet your ass it's not booked make it unbooked like unbook it yeah unbook it do what you have to do to unbook it it's crazy though because like there was like one slot left in Mm -hmm. both of the like because your week your birthday fell like in the middle of the week so the weekend before and the weekend after there was already one slot left at like 8 p.m on friday of the week i know which ended up working out for everyone's schedule so it worked out for everyone's schedule but like thank god we got it I know I would have I would have actually thrown hands with them. But dude, I'm low key so excited for New York. Like I'm so excited. That's gonna be so fun. I'm like happy that we have that booked. It's gonna be everything's booked. It's gonna be amazing. Um, honestly, I have been doing my morning routine all week, like we talked about last week. Yeah, it's been better. Like I feel better. So you've been zen. Have you started (laughs) meditating? No. No, but I have <laughs> like, okay. I, I've been waking up and just like having my morning coffee and reading and like, it's been good. I've been getting up between like five fifteen and five thirty, and wow. it's been nice, but I've been going to bed at like 9 PM in bed by like between nine, nine thirty, like sleeping by 10, like not in bed at 10, but like sleep asleep by 10. 10. I don't yes. know how you do that. I like, I don't know. I was talking to someone the other day about this. Um, and I was like, the one thing I have that I genuinely like do like to brag about is my ability to sleep. Like I sleep through the night. I don't wake up. I don't go to the bathroom. I don't like do any of that shit. So I feel like I like my head hits a billow. I sleep. So if I go to bed early enough, I'm fine in the morning. I think it's, I honestly think it has to do with the fact that like you are not always on your phone. Yeah. Like it's hard to get a hold of you. Mm hmm. And like, you're not like a huge scroller. Like you'll scroll, but like you'll scroll for like 10 minutes and then I'm done. a day and then you're like done and you don't go back. I would have like thrived in like the eighties yeah. when there wasn't phones. But like I go to bed, Mr. Man's asleep and then I'm up for another hour scrolling on TikTok. For another hour. Yeah. But it's like, I could have been sleeping. You've been better though. I have. You used to text me at like two in the morning, three in the morning, four in the morning, like sending you TikToks. And I was like, what need do you have to be <laughs> to sending be me a TikToks about like, you know, like what would happen if you ate tomatoes only for a straight month at three in the morning? Like there's just, just no I know now, honestly, like if I actually, I've been pretty bad lately. I've been going to bed between like 12 and one, but there was a point, I think it's temporary. I hope it's temporary, but there was a point where it was like, I was falling asleep between like 10, 30, 11, 30 every night. And that was like huge for me. Do you take melatonin? I used to. So I think that was, I used to either take, an edible gummy or melatonin to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And now I take nothing. That's good though. I know. You're like weaning yourself off. Oh, I'm completely clean of every of any sleeping substance. That's really, really good. I know. I know that's like, that shit's like so addictive. It's not good. So that's like really I don't good. think I was honestly like, oh, maybe I was addicted. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I needed something. But it was honestly more so not 
not the fact that like I thought I needed it. I was afraid that if I didn't take it, you wouldn't sleep. That I wouldn't sleep and I didn't want to risk it. You know, when you get like so overwhelmed with the thought of not sleeping that like it yeah. keeps you up because you're yes. so stressed. Like, you know, when you're overtired, like you just got back from vacation and you're so overtired and you're like, I want to sleep tonight so I feel good tomorrow. And you have so much anxiety that you don't sleep because you're so anxious about right. it, even though you're exhausted. All right. Anyways, let's dive into junk dates. <laughs> so Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are all over the news again. It's literally insane. Um, basically, what happened was they've been divorced for quite a few years now, but um, a lot of the stuff is starting to come up about their divorce. Wait, they divorced? Yeah. Oh, shit. Weren't they like the it couple? Like they're both good looking. <laughs> I like swear sometimes. <laughs> like, I don't know if Abby like lives in like another country or what like. Was that like three years ago? Or was it a while are ago? They, are they remarried or dating other people now? I definitely know they did. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's allegedly dating Emrata. Like alleged, alleged. Oh, I did hear that she was with someone really good looking and it was like, oh, my God, like the two most good looking people. Yeah. I didn't realize it was him. Um, what about her? Who is she talking to? I don't know. Herself. Herself. That's, that can't be very fun. <laughs> wow. Actually, I have no I have no idea who she's talking to. Um, All right. Learn something new every day. They filed for divorce September of 2016. So, Abby, I don't What? Know yeah, we were in college. I remember being a junior in college, sitting on my couch, and I was... No, no, no. A senior in college. I remember sitting on my couch. I remember I was living above Froyo World, and I remember all of a sudden seeing a news headline saying that Brad Pitt and Angela and Julie were getting a divorce, and I was like, how the hell could this happen? And that was like seven years ago. Wait, what the hell? Angelina Jolie in the weekend's rumored relationship? We know. missed that one on Junk Tea. Anyways, okay, so they're divorced. You didn't know they were divorced. There's, I just don't believe that. You definitely didn't. We've talked about them before. Have we? Yes. Yes, we definitely have. What happened? Anyways, a lot of shit happened. There was like uh, rumors that he was like drinking and that ha he was having issues. They have all these children together. It was like this whole thing. Um, but... Essentially, the reason why this is all um, kind of coming up again is because they used to like co-own this winery or something like that. And it's kind of confusing. So basically, um, Brad Pitt is like, I think, suing Angelina Jolie um, over this winery that they used to own, like co-own together when they were married. More of the story, it's kind of confusing. So she or her people kind of did things and like sold like her interest in the winery, but in like a sketchy way that allowed for her to get certain profits and like kind of leave Brad out of them, which is like done a little bit like shady on paper in terms like financially. So he's basically coming at her for that. She is kind of clapping back and saying like, no, 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 what I did was totally like above the board. And then she's saying it was my team that did it. Like I'm so emotionally like traumatized from our relationship. I just wanted like other people to handle it for me, etc. But anyways, when all of this was coming out about like the winery and them like kind of feuding over that, she filed a cross complaint to Brad Pitt's winery lawsuit and shared new details about what allegedly occurred on the family's 2016 plane ride. So just to put some context behind it, um, the Los Angeles Department of Child and Family Services and the FBI previously investigated Brad Pitt like after an anonymous tip surfaced about a like I guess like alleged drunken argument that he got into with Angelina like while their family traveled on a private jet from France back to Los Angeles. This is back in like November of 2016 or like 
early early 2000s. So probably like fresh off the divorce. No, it was before they got divorced. Oh, so but they were year. like still together and like <clears throat> there was like this like anonymous like complaint that was filed. Um, the FBI kind of pursued it, but like Brad Pitt denied any abuse. They closed their case. Um, DCFS concluded its investigation that there was no findings of abuse. Everyone moved on, but there was always these like lingering abuse rumors. Abuse between them? Um, kind of. There was always these like rumors that like Brad Pitt either abused her or abused the kids or like was drinking or like there was something happened. So anyways, during like a few days ago, Angelina Jolie like kind of claps back and recount some details of what happened back then. So on October 4th, she responded to Brad Pitt's lawsuit over the wine company and addressed the 2016 um, incident that occurred days before she decided to file for divorce. So this is basically like the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, so I guess what happened was they were on a plane um, coming back from France and they were like in some sort of a fight. He was drinking a ton and I think they got into a fight over the fact that he was drinking. Um, one of the children that they like they shared together, they have like five kids, um, came to Angelina's defense. Um, he like lunged at his own child and like she grabbed him and like from behind to try to stop him. He like threw himself backwards um, and like injured her, like injured her elbow. The kids like rushed to try to like defend each other. I guess like before it was all over, it was like this intense like scene and Brad Pitt like choked one of his own children Jesus. and struck one of the other children in the face. And some of the children were like pleading with him to stop. Um, when they landed, she said she was gonna take their kids and go to a hotel. And um, he, I guess like pushed her down again. Um, again, this is like coming from her mouth. It's all alleged. So I don't know the full details, but that's kind of what she's saying at this point. Mm -hmm. So I think everyone is like freaking out. They're like, what is going on? Obviously Brad Pitt's like one of the most famous people of all time. He is, has his hands like in everything. And he is obviously like, you know, saying that this didn't happen. Um, according to Brad Pitt, he's saying that she keeps changing her story about his abuse and like what he did. And then he's kind of, he's saying that she's manipulating the story and what actually happened because whenever something is coming down on her, she's just trying to get like, the public to look at him as the villain. Right. So it's like definitely he said, she said, I don't know exactly what happened, but it's very sad. It's also very sad because they have all these children together that have obviously been through a lot. And it's like, we always talk about like, you look at these couples in Hollywood that have all the money in the world, all the fame in the world, beautiful children, like what looks to be a perfect life. And you just don't really know what's going on behind yeah. the scenes. And it's just crazy. I don't understand though. Why? Like, Fine, yeah, it's no secret that people get divorced, but like why air the dirty laundry? Like just thinking long term, the repercussions of, you know, the world knowing that like these kids' parents were like they were being abused by their father allegedly. Like I just, it doesn't sit right with me. Like I would hate that to be public knowledge for my own children like whether or not it was true even just rumors that's horrible for like the kids to grow up like you kids are little shits like they're like i'm sure i don't know how old their kids are but like if any of them are younger like there's definitely like some low blows that like kids will go to like on the playground or something like and just bully them for like something that's out of their control like i just i wouldn't i wouldn't want i wouldn't want that for my kids yeah no, I agree. I mean, I think that's a really good point. Like, I would want to protect my kids more than, like, me. Like, I would rather America think I'm the villain 
and like oh like we're the reason why then, we're like, divorced bring your kids into it yeah no i think that's a good point i mean whether like her story is true or his is true or like what the situation is i do think it's a good point that like recounting like traumatic episodes that happen to your right. children like might not be the right thing to do regardless and i don't know if she talked about this like in court which was maybe supposed to be a, not aired like, to the public like i'm not sure like the details maybe it was leaked i'm not sure but i do agree with you but i think it's very divided um which is interesting like unlike the what the hell would be divided Depp and like in Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial um, that the public is super divided. Like some people think that she's making it up and that she's changing the story and that he's just being villainized because a lot of people love Brad Pitt and then other people think that he's, he was an alcoholic and is completely in the wrong and all this stuff. And it is interesting though, because I do think that people like, I don't know, people just will defend who they like more, right? which I think, and it's again, like not to come down on anyone. Like, I think there's probably a psychological reason behind it, but I think people just love Brad Pitt. So like people didn't like Amber Heard. So again, and I'm not saying he's wrong or she's right or whatever, but I do think it's interesting when you look at someone that's so likable and so charismatic, that's been in the public eye for so long, people like almost want to defend him and like want yeah. to believe that these things aren't true, even though there's a high chance that they might be. So right. I just think it's interesting. Sad day for divorces. So Tom Brady and Giselle, I mean, I guess Tom, I guess um, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt were already divorced. Yeah. I'm new to see you, but um, Tom Brady and Giselle um, might also be heading that direction, I guess. Yeah, we kind of called this one a couple weeks ago. There was trouble in paradise and now they've hired divorce mm -hmm. attorneys. So I feel like, I don't, I've never gotten divorced. I don't know, but I feel like if you hire a divorce attorney, odds are like, it's probably going to happen. Like they are probably getting divorced unless this is a, a one big fat lie. But I think she's been spotted without her wedding ring on lately. Like every paparazzi photo of Giselle, she's not wearing her ring. Um, she hasn't attended a single game of his. Um, yeah, that's... So that was like a big one, I think, like in terms of like a big red flag. Definitely. Yeah. A red flag. Um, <laughs> I really wonder. I, I think who was it? Um, oh, girl, boss town, you know, the PR girl that she's from Boston. She's yeah. huge on TikTok. I'm sure everyone knows her. She is predicting that Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian will go on one date <laughs> in the next year. That's very interesting. I know. Honestly, anything is freaking possible. Uh, nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing. Nothing shocks me. But what about Giselle? I don't know. I mean, I feel like she wouldn't rush into dating. I mean, I don't even like I don't even know if it's so early to even go there, I think. Like I don't True, know. but is it Honestly, though, is it, though? Because I feel like marriages are over long before the divorce happens. So I feel like, you know, that's true. Even when it's not a divorce, like when people break up and like, you know, maybe a month or two later, you see that person in a new relationship. It's probably because like that person moved on like months ago. That's true. Like by the time a divorce is finalized, like they might have been right. like actually like, not sleeping separated. in the same bed they were like, separated for like yeah a year or two right that's a good point honestly i have no idea where they're actually at and i feel like a lot of this has been ambiguous like i know she tweeted being like good luck on the game like let's go team and then hasn't been to any game she hasn't been wearing her wedding ring um I don't know. Um, it's just, again, it's sad. They have two children together. Um, they've been married since 2009, so they've been together for so long. It's another one of those couples that, like, it kind of, like, we talked about this with um, last weekend with Adam Levine, mm -hmm. where it's, like, 
you just think that in Bahati, you you think that like that's like the couple that's gonna be around, stay around, right. stay together because they've been together for so long and like they defy those like odds in Hollywood where people usually make it like a year or two. And we right. usually when they make it to year ten, you're like, okay, that's it. They're gonna be around long term. So it's sad. Um it is interesting though, because last month Giselle did speak, um, I think to Elle uh, magazine about wanting Tom to step away from the NFL for good. But the way she said it, like it didn't sound like they were like approaching divorce territory. So it wasn't, uh, it was like a September 13th issue when the interview happened. I don't actually know, but mm -hmm. um, she basically was just kind of saying, you know, it's a really violent sport. I have my children. I'd like to be, you know, I'd like him to be more present. And I've definitely had to have those conversations with him over and over again. But ultimately I feel like everyone has to make a decision that works for them. I've done my part, which is to be there for him. Um, she goes, I moved to Boston. I focus on creating a cocoon, a loving environment for my children to grow up in. Uh, I've been there supporting him and his dreams. Um, but as you know, as the kids get older, um, I want to focus on my dreams too. I have a huge list of things I want to do. Um, now it's going to be my turn, which I guess you could like, read that two different ways. Like part of that could be read, like her saying he can do his thing, but like, I'm going to do my thing and like, we're going to get divorced. But there's another part of me that reads that as like her saying, no, it's like, it's my turn. Like he should be supporting me now, but it didn't. And again, like she probably doesn't want to reveal to the world. Oh, we're getting a divorce. Right. So she's probably just saying it's that. all it's probably like crafted by her publicist. Like those words. That's what but, like, it's crafted. It's interesting that like, she sounded very mature about it. And now like a month later, it's like boom, divorce or yeah. less than a month later. She was definitely trained on what to say and how to say it. Yeah. But like, I almost think that the words that she said were almost trying to like paint her. Cause I could honestly see, I feel like she's the one pushing for the divorce. So I feel like she probably wanted to plant the seed that like, Oh, like maybe there's trouble in paradise, but like, you know, I'm a really supportive wife and I'm not going to give up on our marriage because X, Y, and Z. So like she wanted to make herself look good and then like be like, no, like I've had my breaking point. Like we're getting a divorce. Yeah. Which I don't blame her. Honestly. I also, like it's, it, this is another situation where you can see both sides. Like she did, you know, pick up her life and move to Boston yeah. and support his dreams and be there on the sidelines for him. She did do all those things, but like to play devil's advocate and I'm not trying to be a bitch, but was your life really that hard? Oh, you had to move to Boston. Like it's not like she had to move to some shitty ass like town in America. Like, I don't she know. lived in one of the nicest neighborhoods in Massachusetts. Yeah, like, oh, you had to move to Massachusetts, this really nice city, and live in like one of the most wealthy neighborhoods in the world. Like, mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. And like, your husband was like the most famous quarterback of all time, and you just had to go to some games. Again, I'm. I know that sounds like I'm just like completely diminishing like her role as a mom. I'm sure she went through a lot. I'm not trying to diminish that, but a lot of women go through a lot. Like, not just her. Like, right. there's some women that guess what have to like be a wife and a mom and they work yeah and they do all this crazy shit and they have to and they're poor and they have to <laughs> figure out how to yeah. pay the bills like yeah like I, I just like sometimes I do think and you can't I read somewhere I read something someday that said telling someone that they can't be sad when they have it so good is like telling someone they can't be happy when they have it so bad. So I do try to remember that right. and have empathy for people. But there is a part of me where I'm kind of like, okay, like let's not play the victim every single time. You right. know what I mean? Like you kind of had a really great life. Like I get you're frustrated that he wants to keep playing the game. And like, I honestly, I might be frustrated too if I was in her shoes, but like also come on. I honestly feel like this is just my two cents, but and obviously we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but like their kids are 12 and nine years old. They're old enough to the point where it's like, 
they're in school all day. Why can't you do what you want to do during the day, Monday through Friday? Like she's saying she wants to like, it's like my turn to like do what I want and like chase my dreams and all this stuff. Yeah. So it's, what's your excuse? And also like they're old enough where like if they have a nanny for like an overnight because she has to go on like some business trip, like it's not a big deal. But now that they're getting a divorce, like what's your plan? Like you're now you're going to have to co-parent. Yeah, which so, makes it harder. Right. I know, I never... I don't understand I don't her know. logic. I think it's more so, in in my opinion, I feel like it's more so like just having like an absentee husband. Yeah, yeah, like more than like half, the emotional support. Yeah, because okay. it's like, well, he's so dedicated to the game and his sport that it's like you might as well be single because you feel single because he's always not come there. First. Like his, yeah. his identity will always be football player before husband or before yeah. dad. Yeah, no, I actually think that's a good point. That, that probably would make me upset, to be honest. Yeah. But I don't know. There's like this just thing though. Like a lot of guys, like they put their jobs before that they put their families, and yeah. that does drive a wedge eventually. Um, I don't know. It's tough. I can see both sides for sure. Yeah. It's also interesting because like it's very divided again, divided online. Like a lot of the women are kind of siding with her, and they're like, "Yeah, like that makes sense why she feels that way. Like he should be backing her up and supporting her the way she did for him." And the men are like. Yeah, but he's the goat. Like, <laughs> what do you, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, she's like, wouldn't everyone want to be married to Tom Brady? Like, it's yeah. just like funny how it's separated. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see who he starts dating. It's not going to be until at least March because whatever this football Super Bowl thing is February, so we have to wait until after the season for him to start dating. Everyone's breaking up. Everyone. I know. Everyone is single except for us. Thank God. It's it's cuffing season. I don't want to do it again. No. God, I, no. We talked about that. Like, if, like, I, I think it's going to work out with Michael. If it didn't, I couldn't do it. I, I, I think I'd be done. You think? I'm closing my doors. We know. I just, like, it's it's a lot of effort. No, it is. It's 1,000% way too much effort to get to know someone, have to, like, break down your barriers and, like, be vulnerable and, like, get to... What's your favorite color? What are your emotional What's traumas? What's your favorite color? Who do you like more, your mom Coming. or your dad? Whose relationship is stronger? Um, you know, Abby's you know? been in a relationship for a while. If she thinks <laughs> that a classic first date question is, what is your favorite color? Bitch, I've never been on a first date. What do you mean? You were there. It was a True. double date. And that was it. And you might have asked that question. What's your favorite color? Um, Mine's black. Thanks for asking. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are like <laughs> ripping the single life and having fun. And I think that's awesome. And cool. And I think everyone's very different. I just think I'm personally at a spot right now where I'm like, I don't like not that I don't want to because it sounds so like meh I don't know what you're about to say but <laughs> I think like mm, you don't want to what there's just like so much like crap you have to like get through like you said like you have to put on your best self yeah. and sometimes I just don't feel it's like awesome. my best self and I just like can't I can't keep that up no and I respect people that can like people like showing up to a date and like being charming, like that shit takes effort. Like you go home and you're tired after you're like, I just put on like, it's like a job interview. It is. You go home and you're like, wow, like I just gave that my all, I'm like dripping in sweat, like <laughs> good for me. Like I want to go to bed. And it was like, it's exhausting. I think I would tank a first date. I honestly don't know how <laughs> people do it. I literally don't know. I think I, I would actually, I choke. Think, I think I know exactly what would happen. What? Oh, what? I, I mean, I know. You'd have like a drink. Oh, or God. two because you'd be a little nervous and, <laughs> I then, would have two. and then you'd start like slamming silverware down <laughs> i do that regardless i know but like i you feel think like it's that would away. kind of set the tone i don't know if 
I know you, so I love it. Michael <laughs> loves it. We love going to dinner with you. Michael hates it. Michael's come to love it. He's like, I love dinner with Gail because she throws <laughs> she throws plates and stuff. Um, Silverware, not plates. Now that you're 27, do you feel any different? Um, ooh. It honestly hasn't hit me. Like no one's ever like actually said like happy twenty seventh birthday or happy like seventh, ha- happy like twenty seven. Right? Like I don't like think I haven't thought about me being twenty seven. But you're right. I am in my late twenties. Ew, that's right? gross. Well, you said the same shit to me when I turned twenty seven. So <laughs> I, I just had to like closer. bring you back for. You. So how is it being in your late twenties? Like super. Oh late. my god, I'm new here. I don't know <laughs> what the hell. Um, the water is warm. Hmm. The water is warm. Um, I think, honestly, it's more, it's, I don't feel the pressure yet, but I feel like as, as I continue living um, each day that passes, it's like more pressure to have your shit together Mm. and to, I'm trying not to let it change the fact that I don't have anything to show for it. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't have a ring or a husband or a child or a house. I feel like that is not nothing to show for it. I have a podcast that's average at best. I'm just kidding. You have a podcast. (laughs) That's amazing. You have so many things. Yeah. I think what it is is we all like have been groomed to measure success by these like standards that were instilled with us in, into us since we were little. Like I used to think I want to have children by the time I'm 26. Like, why did I think that? I had no reason to think that I know, that's my parents weird. didn't do that. I just thought that because I don't freaking know. I'm sure like there was probably some sort of like subliminal messages in the freaking commercials that I watched when I was little that like told me that I should have children when I'm 26. Wait, I actually don't know where that came from. I don't know. But everyone ex- thought that like owning a house by like, 25 was like the end of the world like that's too late yeah like, imagine owning a house x, but like, who made these weird like standards that you have to do x by x age but i do know i do know what you mean in another sense so we're like okay so for example three or four years ago when i was like 22 23 whatever um if i was like <laughs> oh my god yeah like my room is a mess and like my shit's like everywhere like i'm just like like I'm eating lean cuisine for every meal because <laughs> I couldn't afford food. And like, <laughs> like my, my shoes are from like my sorority formal. And I just like, you know, throw them in my bathtub and try to scrub the like shit <laughs> off of them. Like people are like, Oh yeah. Classic. It sounds a little too. I'm detailed. just saying, or like, you know, just the grungy shit we used to do. People are like, ha ha, like, that's funny. That's cool. But nowadays, if you if you spoke like that, people would be like, <laughs> dude, okay? like, are you okay? <laughs> like, when are you going to get your shit together? And it's funny because you see that start to happen, like, a little, like, when you get to, like, this age. Not that we're, like, old or anything, but you just see, like, a transition of, you're right, like, the expectation is a little higher. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe it's not even, like, babies or houses or marriage, but even, like, just having small your shit together. things. Like, if people... I don't even know how to explain it. Like if I didn't, if if I did something stupid, like lock myself out of my apartment or like lose my keys or like just like do things that you do when you're younger that, yeah. that are just like dumb or whatever. People now might be like, why don't you have your shit together? Yeah. Like, why are you always rushing all over the place? Why are you late to things? Versus yeah. when I feel like when I was younger, people were like, oh yeah, it's just Shannon, like whatever. Like she's all over the place. And now it's like, it's, when are you going to change? It's not cute anymore. No. People stop thinking that it's cute and pe- people stop like buying into your bullshit. Okay. And all of a sudden they stop saying happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, is that why? <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so now that I'm in my late 20s, what do you think I need to stop doing? Or start doing. What do you think you need to stop doing? Yeah. 
Do you think slamming silverware is like a mid twenties thing? Like, I like slamming silverware. I do. So that can stay. Yeah. Okay. What 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 has to go? What has to go? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think like the self deprecation needs to go. Oh, that's that's lifelong, babe. Okay. Nope. Okay. But maybe like <laughs> I like when it's like joking self deprecation, but when it's a little too like Serious? I can tell that like <laughs> it keeps you up at night. Like that that does make me sad. I don't like that. I think you working on accepting this is gonna sound so cheesy but accepting like the body and the skin and the mental like space that you're in and like being okay with that and appreciating it and like feeling good about it well don't hold your breath okay <laughs> what anything did anything i was gonna say were you gonna i don't like, know I, to... I thought maybe you'd say like something surface level i can't even think of anything Oh, because I'm perfect. You're perfect. I'm there perfect. you go. You are. Maybe if I do like reverse psychology, I'll trick myself. No, that does thinking. work. I know you got to fake it work. till you make I it. I was talking to someone about this the other day because I, I know we've joked around about like journaling and stuff. And they were like, dude, just try it because it does work. Like if I you know. can wake up in the morning and before your day gets started, you're sitting there and you can just write down 10 things that like. Well, a, a combination. So things you're thankful for, but also things that like you feel like you're good at or progress you've made. It's so encouraging. Like if you wrote like, you know, um, yesterday I like completed this or really proud of myself for X or like, I feel like I was a really good friend to this person when I did whatever. Like when you write those things down, like physically putting things like on paper mm -hmm. and they were like, it does work. And I was like, I don't know. I've never tried it, but like, I feel like everyone swears by that. I know. I feel like I've always work. shit on like that girl on TikTok, and that, but I think it literally comes from me wishing that I was like was that. like that. And you don't have to do all the stuff, right? Like you don't need to be making yourself like a freaking lemon water at like three in the morning, like. But should I be like doing <laughs> breathing exercises? But like maybe like take some of it. I know. You know? Take some, leave some. Yeah, I think being twenty seven. First of all, I don't like odd numbers, but that's okay. fine. I can't help that. <laughs> I have like 363 well, more days. Well, you're in your 28th year of life, if that makes you feel <gasps> True. Like, I just aged oh, you by fuck. a year. Now I'm, yeah, now yeah. I'm even older. Shit. <laughs> um, but there's a piece of me that's almost excited because I feel like I used to be so scared. And I might regret, that, regret saying this when I'm 29, but I feel like I used to be scared of turning 30 and like entering my thirties era. But there's a piece of me that's kind of excited because I think the saying like you age like fine wine or like whatever that saying is, I think it truly is true. Like we're going to have, you know, more money to do fun things with. We're going to, you know, be more set up in life and it's just going to be better. And maybe less stress one day. Maybe wouldn't that be a, an idea? I think you're right though, because it's interesting. We just talked about like all the new stresses that have been put on our lives. Like the expectations are higher, and you have to have your shit together more. But there's another. There's a lot of areas where there's less stress on yeah. us. Like if I don't want to go out partying Thursday through Sunday, I feel like people aren't like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah, which I appreciate. Like I feel like we're growing up. Like and as much as sometimes people think of growing up and they think of like aging and like they get freaked out by it. Lately, I've kind of turned the corner and I'm like, wait, like this is really good and like emotionally healthy. Like you don't wanna be going from bar to bar like every single day of your life, like drinking yourself into oblivion and feeling like shit all the time. Like that's not a way to live long-term. No. And I'm, there's a part of me that's like happy that 
I don't know. Like part of me that's happy that like we're all kind of like going through this. Like we're all growing up together. Yeah. I was talking to um, our friend Janine this past weekend and she said something that I thought was really, really interesting. I don't know if you relate to this, but I feel like right before the pandemic happened, we were doing probably the most partying that like I've ever done in my life, right? Like we were like, I'm not kidding, probably the grand twice a week sometimes. Like it was, it, we, it'd be like a Tuesday day. We'd be sitting there or like a Wednesday and we would be like sitting there hanging out, like having a glass of wine at my place. And we'd look at each other and there'd be like 10 of us. We we're like, oh, let's just go to the Grand. Like we did that like and every And that was when you were in walking distance at the Grand. Yes. So it was dangerous. And we went like every single night and it was just like, that's just what we did. And it could be like any casual night. We just end up at the Grand. We'd go partying. We'd go out. I still love going out. I still love going there. I like doing those things. But like it was nonstop. Miami, like here, there. And like we would just go like crazy. And it was so fun. And when the pandemic happened, I feel like, we were so resentful because we were like, we were having so much fun and mm-hmm. this stupid pandemic ruined our lives. Now we're inside, we can't do anything. But Janine said, she was like, I feel like the pandemic aged us like in the sense of like, not just the physical like year and a half or two yeah. years or whatever, but because, like maturity. Yes, maturity wise. Cause yeah. she's like, when we came out of it, we don't have this desire to do all that shit we were doing anymore. Like, like the same way. <laughs> and. And she's like, I don't think it's a coincidence. We were forced to stay inside. We were forced to not be able to go to like the bars or go to the clubs. But then when they open back up, like we'll go now, but like at a healthy degree. And like, were we the first ones to show up at Shrine at Foxwoods when yes. they opened up? Yes. Yes. But did did we have a healthy amount of time in between the next time? Yes, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure that the people who are like 21, 22 right now are like going out like crazy, just yeah. like we did back then. But I just feel like for our particular like Generation, age group and yeah. for like our particular group of friends, it did teach us some like healthy boundaries and like taught us like, okay, you know what? Like maybe it feels good to wake up on a Saturday and like feel good and like have a productive day because I think our lives are so stressful and like spending one or both weekend days hungover and then working all week, like just maybe isn't that fun every single weekend. You know, maybe you pick your battles. Yeah, I think our society, like specifically America has normalized binge drinking and it's not normal. Like if you go to like other countries, like people know how to have like a couple glasses, maybe like a glass or two of wine at dinner and not taking it like out of control. But here it's like normal to have 10 drinks in one night and then do it again the next night. And it's like, that's not normal. It's it's really not. And it's honestly gross if you think about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, I do know the long-term effects, you know, it, liver cancer, if you do it enough. Yeah. But it's actually like, I feel like an, a serious issue that like we shouldn't be normalizing anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I was talking to Michael's mom about this and she said something really interesting. She was like, when we first started like drinking and stuff, we would do it for like a few years. And then it's just like, you know, a lot of us would like marry and like get married and like settle down and stuff. And we did that by like our like early to mid twenties. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got those like party years out when we were like, you know, maybe like 18, 19, 20, 21, maybe even 22. But then by like 23, 24, 25, a lot of us were like getting married, settling down and having children. And then you're just not really partying as much because now you're a mom and you're taking care of your children and like, you know, being a little more responsible. But she was like, now that a lot of people are waiting till they're older to get married, have children, she's like, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a lot more of those years of like singleness where people are going out and stuff. So it's interesting because like, you know, myself, for example, like, 
we started drinking in college when we we're 18. Now we're 27. So it's been almost 10 years of like going out partying and we're all technically single. Like none of us are married or anything yet. And let's say you don't get married till you're 30. Like that's like 12 years of like intense intensity from a drinking perspective like on your body. Yeah, think about Which that. I do think that that's why there's like this kind of thing going on right now where I think a lot of people our age are kind of re reaching this point where they're like, why am I doing this? And it's not like we're being slowed down by marriage or by children or anything. I almost think that there's a genuine part of us that's like, we're kind of realizing, wait a second, like, is this healthy? And like, what are we doing? Which I think is kind of cool that we're realizing that like on our own a little bit. Yeah, I, I it's agree. Crazy. I feel like I have never had like a strong desire to be a drinker. Like I didn't really drink in high school, barely did in college. And I think that was primarily because I thought I was allergic to alcohol. Like I could have one glass of wine and my body would just reject it. And I would throw up because I felt so terrible, like so nauseous. Yeah. And so I never really liked it. But then as I got older, I learned, like I, I experimented. I like introduced myself to different types, like of alcohol, like gin and, um, pretty much just gin and tequila. I was never really into tequila when I was younger, but now I am. And obviously more expensive alcohol. I wasn't drinking nice alcohol when I was younger, but now that I know how to actually properly drink, I can, obviously there are nights where I'm like, I want to get drunk and like get a buzz on and like let loose. Have a little gale night. But there are also times when like, I know how to control myself. And I feel like that's the biggest thing is like learning how to control it. And like, if you find yourself not being able to, like, I think people normalize the binge drinking and, and they don't realize that they actually do have a problem. Yeah. Which is a deeper <laughs> issue, but no, it's so true. And like, you'll start to gravitate towards people that drink as much as you do. So you yeah. feel like what you're doing is normal while everyone else maybe is like, kind of turning the next page. And again, like, I don't think there's like anything wrong with like going out and having drinks. Like I enjoy doing that, but it is very interesting. So like, I don't know if I've actually said this on the podcast, but I haven't, I haven't drank in this past month. So the month mm -hmm. of September, I didn't drink. I did make an exception this past weekend, technically on October 1st, um, <laughs> um, with, with a few of my friends and we were day drinking all day. And honestly, I don't even know if I'm built for day drinking anymore. And that's a that story for another day. It was fun, but like, I feel like day drinking like takes a lot out of you. Um, so yeah, and like I did it for the past month and it's interesting because I would still go out, I'd still go to parties, still go to bars, just wouldn't drink. It's funny when you're sober watching people that are drinking and you're just like observing things you've never mm -hmm. noticed before because you've always been like, even having a drink or two, you don't notice things the way that you do when you're dead sober. Yeah, Like it's almost like your senses get like lit up. My mom doesn't drink and she always says she's like, you notice like your like senses are so much more like intense when you don't drink. I don't know why, but- I noticed that and honestly like I did feel better like waking up every single day feeling good is like a really amazing feeling like underrated so underrated right and I don't think like I was talking to Michael about this I don't think I'll like give up drinking permanently and I think the reason is because I love like a nicely crafted cocktail with my girlfriends exactly. like it's more about like the the um vibes like yeah. I like to go to the dinner to dinner on a Friday night with my girlfriends to some like really nice trendy place in the city, get dressed up and have like one cocktail that's like super pretty to look at, take an Instagram picture out of it. I know that sounds so stupid and cheesy, but I like to have it and like have some laughs with my friends and like go home after. Like, so for that reason, I don't think I'll give it up fully, but I have felt good. So I think just like limiting it is smart. Um, and yeah, I think that just like all day long is a lot for me. 
at this point. <laughs> Look I at just, this 180. I just like can't. Wait, that's it's really also, awkward because we were gonna have like a housewarming party and there's gonna be a darty. Oh, no, I mean, <laughs> I had fun Will last weekend. Like we had a blast. We bopped around Southie. So I'm like drunk guy. I was like trying to hit on one of my friends, um, dropped his last name. Like I, I got my friend like a drink on his tab, like without him noticing. Cause stop. Because I was sober. So like it worked out. Like I it love was, that. <laughs> um, but no, it was fun. I mean, I'm down to go to your darty. I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not like done drinking. I'm just like you can, trying to like drink. You can drink a mocktail. You know, in health class, they say it's not drinking. That's a problem. It's drinking to get drunk. <laughs> That's what my health teacher always used to say. It's also cheaper. Like it Michael is. and I went to Bar Taco last night for like International Taco Day or whatever. And like, he's not drinking right now either because he's trying to lose weight for his sister's wedding. And <laughs> he isn't drinking either. Like the whole month of September. Our bill was like $25 for like two of us. We were there for 45 minutes. We left. I don't know if that's impressive or sad, but it Damn. felt good. It was like you guys, like you leave and you're kind of like, all right, like, yeah, that was cool. No, we were literally at dinner for not even maybe an hour. We each got one drink, but it kind of is like, what's the point? No, yeah. I don't know. It depends. Like a nice, like North End dinner with yeah. Michael with like a glass of red wine. I do like, yeah, or like a frisky little like this Friday, like something like that would be fun with the four of us. You know what I mean? Oh, um, I'm getting a couple spicy out. marks. I love. It. <laughs> I yeah, love. you can bet on that. We always play this game too when we're out. We're like, we're like, do you think people think that we're on a first date right now? Obviously, they don't because Michael. You're and not I just, awkward. Well, if you look over at us, we're like eating off each other's plates, just like not like on our best <laughs> behavior. But like, can you tell when people were on first dates? To be honest, I don't know if I notice. I don't know if I'm looking around. I'm too self-absorbed. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you're observant. You're not. Sometimes you're right. I can be. Last night at dinner, so we sat at the bar because bar taco was crazy, and the the wait was so long. And the bar is honestly like really fun. If you haven't been to bar taco in Seaport, by the way, it's like the interior oh, is so cute. I love the way it's decorated. So, and we just like walked there, and um, there was this couple sitting, sitting next to us. I'm pretty sure they were on a first date, and all of a sudden, Michael noticed that she got up and like went to the bathroom, and she never came back. And all of a sudden, <gasps> he looked over at her, and he was like looking, he was like looking around, like blatantly looking around, and he got up and like was like on his phone, and then he kind of just left. So Michael's like, I think that girl just ditched that guy, but I missed it. But Michael saw the whole thing, and Michael's very observant. I was like, that's so sad. Right? It reminded me of the whole Red Sox story that we talked about a few months ago. Oh my God, yes. Oh, oh my God. So is it okay that she did it? Cause she's a girl? No, I don't think so. Well, maybe, but were you were you eavesdropping? Were you listening? No, I wasn't eavesdropping. Cause maybe she was like, all right, like it was nice to meet you, yeah, bye. Yeah, like it could and then be he that just he was like, like, oh, I'll pick up the tab. And she was like, I gotta go like meet up with like my other boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we. that's honestly, it just goes to show you truly have no idea. Literally. Cause like they could have, I don't know. You never, yeah, you, you never, never know. know. It could be like her brother, or she ordered an Uber. They both ordered Ubers, and hers came first. Yeah, totally. But did you see a hug goodbye or anything? Or no, like Michael a said goodbye? that she like was just gone for a while, and he was like kind of like looking around. Oh, like, so maybe it was like awkward. It's sad, but you have to think that like okay, so everyone listening to this, think that every time you go to dinner with your friends with your boyfriend, there's probably someone in that restaurant. That is getting stood up. So just Aww. pay attention. I'm not saying that it's a good thing. I'm just saying it's probably happening. Okay, but would you, if you saw someone get stood up, would you invite them over to your table? No, because I feel like then they'd know that I knew that they're getting stood up. 
You know what I mean? But like, then, imagine how mortifying, like, okay, so I'm sitting there and I'm getting stood up. Like the guy just ditches me in the middle of the date. And then to make it worse, a group of people comes up to me and they're like, hey, like, we noticed you had stood up. Do you want to sit with us? Like, actually, like, I guess that's really nice. But like, I'd be it's like, a bad so, night turn into a good night. That's true. But part of me is like, I think I'd be so embarrassed that I like would yeah, rather like, that's true. like, I'd like to believe that no one noticed that it happened. <laughs> and that I could so just, just like, sitting there by yourself. like limp away with whatever dignity I have left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've never I've never gone on a first date. So I don't really know what that would look like. But I'm going to start. This Friday, I'm going to take a look around and see if I notice any first dates. If you guys notice any suspicious things while you're um, going out to dinner this weekend, <laughs> while you're at the bars, anything, let us know. We want to share those stories on the podcast and also take a picture and send it to us. Yeah. Be a creep. Be a creep. Um, okay. Product spotlight really quick. Really quick. Yes. Okay. I have an electronic, which I've never done before. I don't know if it's frowned upon, but it's my podcast, so I can do whatever I want. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aggressive um, gal. I know. Okay, so uh, it's the Sonos Beam speaker. It is basically a sound bar, and you can get it in black or white. And, okay, this is also my most expensive product spotlight. It's $450. I understand it is expensive, However, it probably will last a bajillion years. Bajillion. A bajillion. Yeah, confirmed. And I and I really do believe that it's like the closest thing you're going to get to movie theater quality. Oh, wow. um, like feeling like you can like f- feel the rain drops if it's raining in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. But basically you who, down. Who suggested you get it? You were Mr. Man. Mr. Man. Okay. I had a he's, feeling. I was like, there's no way that like he, he that's definitely something he he's like. very much into it. So he had this other speaker sound system at his old apartment that was so intense. Like it was a huge speaker and the bass would like, it was honestly electric, but it was honestly too ugly and too bring too big to bring to the apartment. So I said he couldn't bring it. Um, so we settled on this cause it's cute and it's whatever aesthetically pleasing, but you basically download the Sonos app and you can control it from your phone. But there's one feature specifically that I found the other night listening or watching Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> and it made me fall in love with the whole thing. So basically there's a setting called night mode and it makes quiet sounds louder and louder sounds quieter, which is genius because how many times have I been sitting there with the remote in my hand, watching a movie or a show and you know, like you're listening to people talk and it's like, they're talking so quietly. So you have to turn it up. And then an explosion goes off and it's loud. Or music. And then it's like, and then the next scene, it's like loud loud. music. And you're like, oh my God. And you're like rushing to turn it down because you're like quick before my eardrums burst. So this automatically does that for you. Oh, And I just think like, I don't know how the hell they did that, but it's genius. Um, So I'm really happy with my purchase. And you can, you can get the soundbar, but like they also have other pieces that you can add. Um, to like amplify your whole experience. So we're going to get that, but um, we've spent enough money right now. So That's amazing. Yeah. I, I highly recommend. I feel like a surround sound type vibe is like, that's how you know that you're like, you've an adult. It. Yes. Like you're an adult. <laughs> you have like, people are like, Oh, come to my apartment and look at my new surround sound. Like, yeah, that's like something adults say. That's cool. Oh, that's some 27 year old shit right there. Ooh, look Ooh. at that. Would a 26 year old have a Sonos? No, I don't think Actually, so. Actually, yeah, because I was 26 when we bought it. But who cares? <laughs> who cares? What who do cares? you have? 
Okay, mine's less fun, um, but something I've been trying lately that I like. I'm a people that for people that know you know me, I'm a big fan of drugstore mascara. I've tried so many of the um, <clears throat> like designer like Sephora brands, but and I do like the milk makeup one. I will say like the Kush mascara, I do like. Mm -hmm. So I I stand by that. But it's a little bit more expensive. Um, I recently tried the voluminous um, voluminous original mascara by L'Oreal, but in the shade burgundy. Red. Um, it's it's like deep burgundy. So it's like almost like okay. So it's like that color, like deep 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 okay. burgundy, almost like a deep deep red to the point where like it looks like a brownish black, and it's so subtle, but. I saw some girl like use it on TikTok once and I was like, wait a second, that's kind of interesting. And her whole thing was she was like, I feel like we all use black mascara, but we all have different colored eyes. So why not use like a color? Something that complements your Yeah, eye and like color. it shouldn't be like so vibrant. She's like, obviously you're not gonna use like bright pink on your eyelashes, but so subtle. And I'm wearing it right now and you can't really tell. Oh my right? God, not at all. No, like it looks black, but like it's so subtle, but it's like gradually bringing out like certain colors in your eyes. And I have like hazel eyes, so I want my like green in my eyes to be brought out. So I thought it might help. Wow. Don't compare to what I'm doing right now because it's in the car. But when I actually put it on, it looks pretty good. So I've been liking it. It goes on really well. I feel like it, it's- Wait, like I used to use the like the black one. Yes. And I really liked it. But then I yes. started using the one that you told Telescopic, me. which mm -hmm. I love that one. But it comes in a few different colors. It comes in like deep, deep burgundy, which is obviously the color that I use. It comes in deep green. It comes in- uh, What about like a blue? Like, yeah, it comes in deep blue. So what should I wear if I have brown eyes? Deep violet, deep blue. Um, if you have brown eyes, maybe the maybe the blue. I don't know. Honestly, the burgundy might look good for you too, or the green. I'm not sure. But it's subtle. Like it's not like you're gonna be walking around wearing like purple mascara and you can't go to the office with it on. Like it's very, very subtle. I think it's just supposed to bring out the color in your eyes. Um, but it goes on really well. I love it. It's ten ninety nine. You can get it at literally like Walgreens. Target, yes, everywhere. Target, you name it. Um, I've been liking it. All right, well, there you go. And it's also like, you know, some, some mascaras are really goopy and others are really like wet. It's, mm -hmm. it's like- It's a in, good in, in between. It's, in, it's yeah. a good in between. Like it's- I like, like the I formula. I hate when they get too dry, but I also hate when they're too wet and like you, they don't do anything. It's, is the brush still really thick? Like it's like not super, super thick. It's like a good medium. It's but it's a lot than thicker than telescopic. telescopic. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. All right, baddies. Well, that's all we had for you guys this week. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new here and you liked what you heard and you want to come back, please follow us on Apple, Spotify, subscribe, hit post notifications. You'll get notified when we post new episodes. Um, leave us a five-star rating and a review. And Honestly, reviews make me so freaking happy. They do. They make her happy. On Apple, like it doesn't, it takes a lot to make me happy. So I'm not asking for much. Um, it'd be the best birthday gift ever. So leave Aww. us a review and we will see you baddies next week. Toodles. Bye. Gail and Sophia signing off. Out. <laughs>